up the crossbar and Let's go down. throw oh my goodness are you kidding me Let's go down. Call interference announced and then interference picked up. It's Play is not reviewable by Detroit. It's well, I think that transitions us awkwardly into my SOL segment. For the week as somehow the lions always come up even when the lions are f- as far as they've ever been from the playoffs uh mainly because of last night's rams cardinals game and of course the specter of matt stafford will never leave detroit no matter what happens with matthew stafford for the rest of his career it will always be tied to the failures in detroit and lions fans will uh, be fighting over how to how to perceive the Matt Stafford era and how how to uh, address it going forward. As I was originally thinking, f- it was a 50-50 split between Lions fans rooting for the Rams last night or rooting against the Rams. Those of us rooting against the Rams were only rooting in that vein to get a better draft pick. Uh, as the Lions have the Rams' number one draft pick this year and next year. Uh, the worse the Rams do this year, the better that pick will be. And the Lions had a shot at the number 23 pick if the Rams had lost last night. The other half, which I thought was a half, of Lions, population, Lions fans' population were rooting for the Rams simply because they love Matt Stafford and they think he deserves good things. That's literally a quote I got on Twitter from some people I was uh, in a bit of a battle with. I don't think it's 50-50, though. That I, I'm convinced, based on social media, those calling into Detroit Sports Talk Radio over the weekend, especially yesterday morning, I think it's like 70-30. Every, more Lions fans are rooting for Matt Stafford than actually rooting for the Lions. And in a way, I can't really blame them considering how god-awful the Lions franchise is and how spiteful we should be towards them for being so incompetent for all of our lives. Um, so in a way, I don't, I don't blame, you, blame fans for gravitating towards uh, the, the quarterback you know, that gets headlines, that is now moving on to bigger and better things. Um, the quarterback, a lot of this, I think, is generational. I think this is a younger Lions demographic that is embracing Matt Stafford versus old fucks like me who have a larger perspective on the Lions history and don't hold Matt Stafford in such high regard. But uh, there are definitely battle lines, as as my SO Lions uh, Twitter account got into the middle of many, many spats last night and uh over subsequent weeks but the argument essentially is you know what's the difference between the number 23 pick and the number you know even worst case scenario number 32 pick well the difference is math i don't know how else to approach this other than logically 
30, you know, 32 is not as good as, as good as having the number 23 pick. It's just empirically not. The argument on the other side is purely emotional, uh, tying to your favorite childhood quarterback, wishing upon him good things because uh, he's a nice guy, and maybe you're hot for his wife. Who knows? But those are where the battle lines are drawn, and somehow the the Rams, uh, even even in the even in the NFL playoffs, like I said, as far away as the Lions are, it, the Lions were not far behind. As of course, it's brought up every time in any Matthew Stafford broadcast how he had never won a uh, playoff game with the Lions had not won a playoff game in his career until last evening. Of course, he gets it done in his first attempt outside of the Lions organization in dominating fashion. He was dialed in. Like yeah. he was they was MV he was back to MVP candidate in that game. I mean, I I'm he was dropping it. fucking balls in there like nobody's business. He dropped a total of 13 balls in there. He, Perfectly uh, though, right. Well, I, I'm going to argue with you unless you're being facetious, but I would argue that the Rams would have won that game if I was their quarterback last night. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Matt Stafford did throw. He was 13 of 17 for 202 yards. But the story of that game was the Rams ran the ball 38 times for 140 yards. They, they had that no interesting. chance. Sounds the, interesting. Yeah, it seems a theory that I've expressed. Aha! Uh-huh. I even yes. bring that. I didn't even bring that up in the Cowboys segment. They ran the ball like fucking fifteen times. But anyway, well, I I just think it's it's pretty obvious that you know the the Rams were going to win that game one way one way or the other. Their defense was completely stifling. Kyler Murray did not look like he belonged on a pro football field, which I thought was bizarre because he's um, headed to baseball. So. Yeah. Well, he, I felt like he was an MVP candidate in the first half of the season. I That's think what everyone of, said. Well, guess what happened? The Lions of all teams figured out the combination to break the Cardinals. And since then, they have lost five of six games. So once again, the Lions are the architects of their own demise. Not only did they beat the Cardinals and lose to the Rams earlier in the season, which set up a home game for the Rams last night against those Cardinals, they showed the league how to stop Kyler Murray and their offense. They were the first team that's that stopped Arizona. Now every defensive coordinator is looking at what the Lions did in that game and have exploited that. Literally, the the Rams have or the Cardinals have not recovered from that from that Lions game. So, in yet another cruel twist of fate, the the Lions are fucking themselves once again. So. Whatever. I mean, now it is, you know, Matt Stafford moves on and the Rams move on to Tampa Bay. Uh, They are a three point underdog there. I think I think we know all know Tampa Bay is a far more legit uh, playoff team than than the Cardinals looked like in the second half of the season. So uh, this would be this would be the last night was the only time that Matt Stafford was favored in a playoff game as the Rams were favored. Uh, do you remember the line on that? I forget what it was, but I'm sure they covered. Uh, it was plus four. They were, they were four and a half. Point no, I thought, be, I thought it'd be more than that. But no. uh, once again, Matt Stafford is the underdog. I don't see how they have a, have a chance against a legit team in the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as it is, will be in Tampa. So I forget what, what or I haven't looked up what the draft pick would be if they lose this weekend, but I'm hoping it hoping uh, that I can root again against Matt Stafford and uh, 
actually rooting for Tom Brady, which puts me in a very awkward, awkward state. Um, as I'm not, not a fan in any way, but, um, I don't know. I think, I think the, the good time train for Matt Stafford ends this weekend. Do you have thoughts about last night's game specifically though? Uh, last night's game. I mean, it was pretty boring. Um, I watched the, I finished rounders, um, watched most of the second quarter halftime. Uh, I turned it back off again and turned on uh, righteous gemstones. Then went back to the game and it looked like, uh, Arizona. I saw Arizona score and I'm like, okay, I was shocked. It's early, it's early enough. Maybe, <laughs> maybe Matt gets frazzled. Starts. Uh, they didn't give him the opportunity. They no, let him no. Seventeen times. So. They said, "Hey, you're going to be a game manager today because we want to win." Um, well, that and, brings up a good point. Does that work against Tampa? I mean, can they, you know, can they hide Matt Stafford again? Will will that is that possible against against that defense and against the high scoring Tampa Bay offense? I mean, the Buccaneers' defense wasn't, you know, like they, they weren't as stifling as they were last year. They have a lot of holes this year. Mm-hmm. So um, if they, it all boils down to if if the Rams can get off the ball and 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 run just like they did against um, uh, the Arizona this week, then yeah. they probably. I'm not saying they'll win the game, but it's going to be a close game then because if you can keep Tom Brady off the field. Yeah. And, 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 and tire out the, the Bucks defense. And, and like in, you know, one, one pass I will note that, that really impressed me from Stafford was uh, Jefferson was covered pretty damn well. And he just, I mean, he caught it like right, like he put it right in there, like, like just fell. It was like it dropped out of the sky right into, right into his pocket. And like you said, he, he definitely, they saved him from himself that game, only only throwing seventeen passes, but he, you know, he he made them count. And, um, but again, you run the ball thirty eight times successfully, yeah. you're going to win a lot of freaking football games. They had like, a lot of massive it, it, chunk chunk runs early in the game too. Or yeah, you... I'm. I pretty much. If I bet, if we looked at. Uh, uh, outside of the Chiefs game, I bet if we looked at most of the stats um, from the winners this weekend, they ran, ran the ball yeah. close to 30 times. I know the 49ers, you know, got over 30 carries successfully, very successfully. So mm-hmm. um, that that is that is a success to winning, controlling the clock. I mean, it's yeah. simple. It's Football is really not, it's not complicated. Compli- it's not complicated. It's it all comes down again to execution, and that's mm-hmm. why you see teams when they're rebuilding, they start drafting offensive linemen, and it's not a very exciting pick. Mm-hmm. But when, if you got if you got a bunch of first round offensive linemen on your team, suddenly you're going to like those picks a lot a lot better down the road. Well, that's what <laughs> but, I've been talking about all year with the Lions. I, I love the Penny Sewell pick, and they, they have built their line. That's why I have a, a little bit of a positive feeling going going into this next season. Uh, if they can supplement that with uh, two number one first-round draft picks, uh, all the better. I think one final, final little factoid before I move on to another uh, game influenced by that or where the lions came out, but 
just to support my idea that I could have been a quarterback on that field for the Rams last night. In the oh, yes, 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 yes. Odell Beckham threw a pass. He's one for one for 40 yards. So he gained 20% of what Matt Stafford did the whole game on one pass. That's how that's how that's how what a dominant uh, offensive performance that the, the Rams had over that. So literally anyone could have been out there. But there you go. We'll never know if I could have done it or not. Uh, the Lions did come up in another playoff game in Cincinnati this weekend as Cincinnati defeated the Las Raiders. Uh, that game, that was a fun game. I thought Cincinnati really dominated that, and it, the, the score is much closer than it should have been, but it made it interesting at least because I had really no rooting interest in it. But the Bengals won their first playoff game since 1990 in 31 years. Uh, and thus moving the Lions into the team with the longest playoff winning drought in not just football, not just the NFL, not just football, North American sports, all, all North American sports. They have the longest playoff win drought. So yet again, uh, the Lions come up as they have not won a playoff game since uh, it was actually January of 1992 when we defeated your Dallas Cowboys in the Silverdome. That is correct. Uh, I believe it was January 6th, if I remember that correctly. January 5th or 6th. But So yes, now the Lions own that dubious honor. So once again, somehow the, the Lions always come up even when they are far, far, far from the playoff picture. Somehow their, their name continuous, continuously comes up. Word Hole Media. If you were two and seven, you'd be in a bad mood too. Oh, he has trouble with the snap, and the ball is free. And oh, he hits the upright again. That's impossible. Get your mouth shut. Get your mouth shut. Jerk. The Bears' season's going to end on a double doink. If worms had machine guns, then birds wouldn't be scared of them. Don't let this podcast. Just a couple of Chicago pricks united by our hatred of the University of Michigan football and the Chicago Bears. Find us at lipditkas.com and anywhere you listen to podcasts.